0: Praise the Lord, hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. Well, it's around that time right here on KAZ Radio, where I have one of my most favorite evening shows, none other than People Talk, with Miyoshi Levy. How you doing, Greg? Hey,
1: I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Great, thanks. All right, guys, I'm filling in for my mom today, and I got a couple of guests with me. I'm going to start all the way to my left. I got Bryce. Introduce yourself, bro.
0: Bryce just (laughs) did that for me. Nice. Appreciate it.
1: All right, and I got my cousin, <laughs> uh, my other cousin, Roy. What's up, man? How you doing, man? Roy Levy here. Yeah, we checking in with the people. Now, today, we're going to have a good conversation. What we do on this show is we just have conversation with ordinary people about real life. And we are going to talk about something that's pretty significant, money. Dollar, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, everybody love money, though. (laughs) Right, right. So, you know, the the inspiration for this show is I was just thinking about, you know, being a dad and how the years went by. And I I, I remember certain times in my life where I was just busted. Like, car broke down in the middle, on the way to work. I don't know how I'm going to get to work. Uh, I ain't got no money. I don't know who to call. You know those situations of just being busted, just being out there, and not and and uh, just being stuck, and you know just really realizing that like, man, I got to get this thing together, and then that feeling of like, man, I'm the man. I got I got a kid, I got a wife. I, I'm supposed to be out here holding it down, and it's kind of like that feeling of like, man, I'm messing up. Like, man, I'm supposed to be more together than this or whatever. So. I was just thinking, have, can you guys remember a time in your life where you was just out there, like just in a bad situation?
0: Well, sometimes it comes all at once. It's like when it when it, it snowballs, it's like <laughs> one bad thing happened after the next, but then it also happens where one good thing happens after the next also. So, yeah, of course, you know, from... You know utilities. You know being shut off. You know, um, you know kids needing to eat. You know, um, I can't necessarily eat myself right now because you know they need to eat. Or, you know, um, you know a thing in particular that I'm uh, today. It's not, it's not that I'm busted yeah. by it, but something I've been working toward for a while, and that's leaving a legacy for my kids. Or my grandkids, actually, yeah. um, and so you know that's kind of been my drive. So like these little pitfalls I get, mm-hmm. little things I run into, you know, I'm just I just typically just keep that. Mm-hmm. Like you know what, I'm gonna die trying. If I if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I'm gonna be there trying to get it. Mm-hmm. So, what do I Roy? Uh, you know what, Greg, I'm not
2: even gonna lie to you. <laughs> um, I've had great parents and. Uh, I am a bachelor, and I don't have any children <laughs> so
1: most
2: of my most of my financial woes are self inflicted <laughs> and if they are self inflicted there are places I could go to to um to help to help out if i need it but what it does- what it has done, i feel like it has uh i don't want to say crippled me, but it has caused me to give a second thought before moving into marriage and a serious relationship because as watching Parents and a father who was able to prepare mm-hmm. for his children. Mm-hmm. I feel that weight, mm-hmm. like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that weight. Mm-hmm. I feel that responsibility, yeah. and that's that's not something that I take lightly. Um, mm-hmm. Financial security is something that me and my father often talked about and often still talk about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just feel that I feel that weight. Yeah. Of, yeah. Hey, if you're not ready to step <laughs> so, out here and handle everything that <laughs> yeah. comes, don't be out here calling for no family calling for no kids and nothing like that
1: mm-hmm. so man see this is the golden child see i wish i had that type of clarity when i was but i had a kid super young but i i'll share a a, a moment for me that was really bad is i had i was in the navy and you know i was gone so i lived down in seattle and then i worked for the airlines i had a really good job but then nine eleven happened so nine eleven happened and it got short in the airlines and they started laying off. So I'm the only, I'm the one black guy that's working out here in in Atlanta. So I'm the first dude they lay off. I just bought a house. I Bought a house when I was 24. So like through times I I struggled to try to keep that house, but I ended up losing that house and I had to just go through that process. I mean I was super depressed, bro. Like it's super hard because I mean, you know and so I know what that feels like but I know you guys because y'all my people and uh, we do have that pressure to, to provide and times are tough now I feel like people uh, in the audience could probably I, I, it's a stat I heard like the, the bottom half of the of, of the uh, wage earners mm-hmm. the bottom half Make $10.44 an hour Like the bottom half Of the That's Half of the country That is not enough money Right To live away To 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 to, 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 to live
2: It's funny you mention that I, I see that all the time Like Just last year when we had the sequester, Mm -hmm. and you see government workers who traditionally you feel like Mm -hmm. have good government jobs, Mm -hmm. miss one pay. Mm -hmm. They only miss one pay. Mm -hmm. And they were already in line talking about getting food from... You know, getting food from food kitchens, mm-hmm. and uh, another stat that I recently saw is they—they they were talking about over seventy percent of Americans don't even have four hundred dollars in the bank, yeah, in case of an emergency.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Four hundred dollars, yeah, that is not a lot of money, yeah. And so, not to have four hundred dollars cash on hand, and the last thing I was—it's funny you bring this up, uh-huh. and I was on YouTube the other day, <laughs> and they got this thing called van life where these people are actually taking U-Haul vans and conversion mm-hmm. vans and living in them converting them into houses. Wow. And living in the van. Wow. Because where they live is the, that expensive. It's, yeah. Mm, yeah. And so it's it's real out here. Mhm. It's real out here. Um and we like you said at 24 to be where you were to say you were buying your first home. Mhm. Even though it didn't work out, Mm -hmm. I salute you for being there. That's right. You know, because at 24, oh, my God. (laughs) No. (laughs) So I
1: got a question. Why is it like this? Like, because there's one thing. There's just kind of like pop culture and materialism and keeping up with the Joneses. There's a greater financial crunch that's happening as far as just – the average person how much actual like liquid money that he has and and you know and and then specifically like being uh being black I think it's intensified because there's not a lot of guys that got to grow up like my cousin Roy did like out of all our dads are brothers Mm everybody in the family didn't grow up like that. Like me and my brothers in the same family, even my dad had a good job eventually, but like, we didn't have it like that. Like it was no money, like, you know what I'm saying? So why do do y'all think it is how it is? And do you think it's more systemic or do
0: you think it's uh, cultural or like, what is it? I think it's systemic. I think it's cultural. I think it's um you know uh like you said society, <coughs> you know pressures from society. Mm-hmm. Um but one of the things that I think um because there's always pressure, I think what's different for the black man and his drive to want to to uh want to take care of the family is because we're displaced, mm-hmm. you know like in in the country, in our mm-hmm. homes, you know in our mm-hmm. communities mm-hmm. you know we we're displaced and and that's the only thing that can validate us mm-hmm. in our homes is bringing money, like what you bring to the table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Cause like i I mean mm-hmm. y- yeah I mean you that's know what a, i'm saying it's a weird
1: situation because when you start. I, I i think a lot about materialism in itself right like i mean everywhere you go no institution is is free from it if you go to church sometimes people are materialistic about church like people talk about houses and cars and blah 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 like that same kind of bling bling type you know like that. every part
0: I think of society should be private yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think offering a time uh-huh. it should
2: be private. I, I you know, I think to answer <laughs> your question though, I think we suffer from both. I think it's it's systemic as far as and when you think about banking and like you like redlining practices mm-hmm. when we think about um I mean, for example, they were building homes I, like my, most of my family lives on St. Clair. Mm-hmm. My grandfather wasn't given the opportunity to buy property mm-hmm. in in Wycliffe or Willoughby mm-hmm. and build on the land and mm-hmm. let the land appreciate in value. Mm-hmm. You know, now now the home is my grandparents had passed and the home was ready to be almost bulldozed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, they didn't have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to have that, you know, uh, pass down that generational wealth. And I believe that it's also cultural too because we can't blame everything on our past because, you know, I'm responsible for the purchases that I make today. Mm-hmm. the money that I have to be a good steward of my mm-hmm. finances today. Mm-hmm. And I, I I believe this is my own personal belief and it's kind of controversial. But I just feel as a people, as a as a a, a black culture, we suffer from almost a psychosis of not feeling good about ourselves. So mm-hmm. we we lean to material items to help us feel better about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we almost rather um be poor and look rich. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and that doesn't match. Mm-hmm. Um so and the other thing is it's our responsibility. My dad always taught me though, it's our responsibility. Our financial literacy is our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like they don't teach you about money and I taught math in school. <laughs> I'm a teacher. I'm a I'm a special ed teacher. I you know, they don't there there's no curriculum mm-hmm. for you teaching about finances mm-hmm. in my math class. Mm-hmm. So It's the responsibility of the people in your household Mm. to teach you about money, how money works, finances, and financial literacy. Yeah. You know, if you don't take the time to listen to things about finances, uh, well, we got Chris Hogan. Uh-huh. You got people like. Um, there's plenty host, of people uh, out here. Oh my God! Well, yeah. I think, uh, but it's all kinds of people out here yeah. who will talk to you about financial literacy. Doctor yeah. Boyce Watkins talks about it all the time. Yeah. So if you don't take on that responsibility, and then not only for yourself, but for the next generation, we got yeah. kids. Yeah. They and and this this my students. Mm-hmm. Are interested in it though. They are interested in stocks. Mm-hmm. What happened recently with the coronavirus? Mm-hmm. I was talking to my I was talking to my my students about. Um, I told my I always tell my students don't wear the company own the company. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, uh, Nike mm-hmm. shares were trading at like sixty five dollars a share, and I used to tell them that's man you can get four mm-hmm. shares of Nike mm-hmm. for what you pay for those LeBrons, <laughs> um, and I didn't invest in it, even in mm. myself. Mm-hmm. And so now two years later, I'm not teaching math now, but two years later, I'm, now that stock was trading for a, a, a little over $100, $101 mm-hmm. a share. Mm-hmm. And I say, man, I missed that opportunity. Totally. Yeah. And so, but then everything happened with the coronavirus thing, uh-huh. and we yeah. see how those prices <laughs> drop back right down. down. Yeah, So things happen in the world when you have opportunity. So if someone was smart, and save money and knew anything about financial literacy good. then they know that this is the
0: time to buy this is when millionaires are made yeah you know go ahead Um so one thing one of the things that's a challenge and and it is definitely um, culturally driven mm-hmm. um, is our discipline because you know we we got people that make good money mm-hmm. you know um <coughs> I mean I I think I do decent, you know, um, but it's it's the discipline that we have when we do it. But see, that money just illuminates in one area. Mm-hmm. But when we look at how we grocery shop or how we plan our day at work or how mm-hmm. we, you know, dress ourselves mm-hmm. or shower, you know, mm-hmm. you can't separate yourself from who you are. Mm-hmm. So money just communicates Mm-hmm. The emotional side of it. So, if you can't have the discipline financially, mm-hmm. you're lacking discipline in other areas too. You know, um, so I that's, just look that's at That's super it.
1: true, but I got a, I, a thought that mm-hmm. I've always thought about is all right, so when you look at the heart of slavery, mm-hmm. like literally the grossest part about it was taking a human being and literally making that person a product. Right, like mm-hmm. literally, like you, we were financial assets. Mm-hmm. Like people, they, you know, the word mortgage came from the initial mortgages were on slaves. That's where the term comes from. They mortgaged. They took out loans on on human bodies. So, like as you know, as descendants, you know, that's where we come from. That's where our people come from. It's amazing to me that more people don't talk about materialism itself not as being because we got to have stuff we got to have sustenance Mm -hmm. but that ability to be able to be so materialistic when knowing where we come from I've always thought that that's like something that you should like it should automatically be checked especially coming from us right like you know what I'm saying so like
0: society it's Facebook it's marketing it's i mean you know hey so i have a marketing business and Mm -hmm. the nature of my job is to get you to spend some money Uh, yeah so i mean i think you know i mean it's you know i mean we got capitalism you got all kind of you got all kind of Mm -hmm. things that's pulling at you know at our at our purses. so it's I think it's our lack of discipline and knowing and and really knowing who we are you know like you said you know where mm-hmm. we came from you know what we had to endure how we had to fight you know um once we have the discipline in that then I think I think it'll be easier to have those financial conversations or be transparent when you're dealing yeah. with stuff. like we don't want our kids to know when we're dealing with situations you know what I'm saying? They we don't want them to have to ever worry about, you know, where are we gonna get this food or or, you know, when Feel we gonna get some heat up. in the yeah, house. Yeah. Or, you know, you yeah. don't never want your kids worrying about that, but but I think in a sense they grow up not knowing how hard it is or the struggle yeah, and, yeah. and how we need to like like, yeah, I know you want this. North Face coat Mm -hmm. or these Ugg boots or I know you want this but listen it's five of us in the house and that's
1: something that is I mean across the board in our society period like even for folks like you know most white folks that's in this country they ain't been here as long as we were so like especially in a place like Cleveland the in the when the factories came the Industrial Revolution and they got all the uh, people from Eastern Europe and Italians and stuff, they come. So they came with that immigrant work ethic, right? Like that, that immigrant frugality. And then like society itself just makes everybody just like, I think it's so obvious. Like when we look at our president right now, it's like everybody's trying to be a star some way you feel what i'm saying like right. you know i think in a certain type of way that it kind of explains trump's appeal is that he's like almost the worst one like you know, what i mean the same stuff that we talking about like you know he just want to be famous he just wants to be the biggest some the smartest or you know what i'm saying that fancy type thing and i think as a, a society-wide we've gotten baser about that stuff like that forgetting where grandmom and them that frugality,
2: that humility, about about that. I don't know. But- well, I, <clears throat> like I said, <clears throat> that's why I said it's kind of a psychosis because until you fix, you can't. I mean, a person's behavior is stimulated by how, by their with how they think. Mm-hmm. So as long as I don't think highly of myself. Mm-hmm. Even though I may try to project this image mm-hmm. to others mm-hmm. that I do, mm-hmm. then I will repeat behaviors that will try to continuously mm-hmm. make me look good or make me feel good about myself or mm-hmm. look good to others. Mm-hmm. So until we really address those issues, I think those are the issues that really drive mm-hmm. the behavior of excess spending and mm-hmm. you know not um, not valuing not not valuing money. Mm-hmm. And it's you know like I always look at it like people always say oh it's no money in the hood and I'm like man the hood has been the breadbasket <laughs> to the world you got yeah. people who travel half from halfway around the world mm-hmm. to move into your hood mm-hmm. so they can be so they can become wealthy mm-hmm. because of how we spend money mm-hmm. um, and it's sad that we're not harnessing those resources from ourselves for mm. ourselves you know it's times that we look at other other continents like we look at the continent of Africa and we say well how can these Africans allow other people to come into their homelands and just steal diamonds and <laughs> steal all the natural resources <laughs> and you know when you really think about it that's exactly what they're doing in your neighborhood it's just not as it's just in another way mm. but it's just, as, it's just as devious it's just mm as calculated Mm -hmm. and it's just even more so on your part because you willfully participate in this Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know in africa Mm -hmm. some people have to do what they have to do Mm -hmm. you don't have to go to that hair store you don't have to Mm -hmm. go to that corner store um but you do yeah so it's even worse because you have the option of getting in your car and driving somewhere else a lot of times yeah. And you still continue to do it. So, like I said, until you change a person's mindset, their behaviors are always going to be the same.
1: I, I think uh, there also needs to be a part of the conversation about material conditions. Like, literally, all right, so at the bottom realm of the economic ladder in in our country, it's black and brown folks right? The poorest, right? Because right when we start talking about wealth, we're not talking about cash. We're not talking about stuff. We're talking about accumulating assets over time. That wealth, literally, even though we we can always see uh, a Jay-Z or a Oprah and there's a Bob Johnson, there's a couple, right? Mm-hmm. But if you add up the actual wealth of the collective community, it's lesser and the thing is is the only way that that's not going to be the case is if thousands and multitudes of people earn more first of all because you got to get to the point where you earn more than enough to live when I just said half of the country don't earn enough to live and then jobs now uh, the barrier for entry is way higher like to actually make a good living Listen, right,
0: like, I know. So, uh, I know a place right now that's in mid Ohio, mm-hmm. looking for welders, mm-hmm. starting out at eighty thousand a year. Yeah, they're looking for, and they want to hire minorities.
1: Mm.
0: I know a couple other industries, a couple other businesses that have that have that have a skill set need, mm-hmm. and want to hire minorities, but can't because the workforce don't permit. I mean, it's not, it's not available. So are you,
1: do you think like it's more opportunities out there than the productivity like people's wealth actually shows? Like in a place like Cleveland, we know Cleveland used to have all these factories. Mm-hmm. The entire, our whole part of the country, these jobs don't exist. Like for somebody like my dad, My dad had a high school education, went to tech school, become an electrician while we lived in the projects in Akron. He went to school, got a good union job and was making more than enough to be able to, you know, buy houses and, and, you know. But he had the discipline
0: to carry out a plan and stick to it.
1: I hear what you're saying, but the reality is that job doesn't exist in the plentiful way that it used to, like I mean, it's almost like, what's the number one employer in 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 society? It's retail. Like most people work at stores, right? Like, but see,
0: then that's the problem because because <laughs> because how many of them can install solar panels? How many of them can weld? How many of them can do what your dad did as an electrician? Well, you know I, what I mean. I kind of yeah. see
2: the other side of it
0: because I work at Cleveland Job Corps. Mm -hmm. So we, you're talking about
2: welders, you're talking Mm -hmm. about fitting people Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. jobs. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I do every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I work with carpenters. I work with um, bricklayers. I work Mm with um, the needs of the community. Mm -hmm. And first off, we have to start it's not that those jobs aren't there. We have to start taking advantage of those we opportunities. We have to start disciplining ourselves. A lot ourselves. of our a lot of our, a lot of our community will walk past Job Corps and say that place is for bad kids and have an opportunity mm-hmm. and not do it. I have mm-hmm. students every day who turn down union jobs because they can't stop they can't stop smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've had we have mm-hmm. opportunity. There is opportunity there. Mm-hmm. It may not be at Ford. Mm-hmm. It may be where you were talking with the welding job, or it may be with uh, a larger construction company. We just had um, my our family mm-hmm. owns property mm-hmm. where the um, opportunity corridor is being built, mm-hmm. and they were looking for minority employees that could work on the road that lived in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They, they they didn't find mm-hmm. that many, you know, mm-hmm. and it's 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 challenging. But we have to start, you know, those opportunities are there, mm. but we, we have to take advantage of. It. And there are no cost. Job Corps, 16 to, 16 to 24 years old, mm. is uh, no cost. Mm.
1: All right, so we got a few minutes. I, I don't know. I, I feel like there is, like, there's got to be a reason why, like, like half of the country make so little amount of money and I don't think it's just like oh they just don't want to do it. Like
0: I mean I see more of that. I see more of that than I because do. the opportunity is there. It's not mm. like they haven't stopped developing stuff since the eighties or the seventies. Mm. They haven't stopped stopped making things. Opportunities are there and they're opening up and we have the capacity to build more opportunities. But we have to have the discipline ourselves with our schoolwork, with our jobs, with, you know, like it, it with our plans, you know, like we, we make plans and it's like, yeah, you know, but this cruise look good. I'm, I need a break, <laughs> you know, and then go on a cruise. Mm. So, so it's, you know, I, I, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a lot, man. It's, it's, it's a social thing. It's, it's a cultural I thing. I think,
1: uh, let me give you another narrative. we got a few minutes left, but, uh, so. The, our country, we used to make a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like we used to make a lot of stuff. It, it's a lot of power to like when you actually had the manufacturing, blah blah blah. Now, a lot of those jobs, robots, and shipping it to different countries where you can do it a lot cheaper. Like that—that's a—that's a class of type of job that literally, like it, it yeah. really like. I mean, people have so limited innovate. finances. Like you can't, like you can't. I mean you gotta like most people like to work in their communities or some some type of place and I just have never I mean I don't know like I, I, I'm i a hard working man myself like uh, if it was a job I can make like $35 an hour I'd take it like so, and you, and you, you would yeah. think so
2: but I, I'm telling you yeah. I work with young people mm-hmm. I work with young people Every day, mm-hmm. and they can't. They struggle to do the simple things. It's not even the mm-hmm. big things. Being on time, mm-hmm. yes. coming in dress code. Mm-hmm. I will. You know, every job has a uniform. Just mm-hmm. coming in uniform. Yeah. Um, not letting, not mm-hmm. letting the little things mm-hmm. trip you up. You know, yeah. they, 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 they can't. Or you know, being able to put the drugs aside. Mm-hmm. We haven't even gotten to the 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 skill part of the job mm-hmm. or the work part of it. We're talking about things that take place all before you punch the clock. Getting there on time, mm-hmm. being in uniform, accepting correction.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is a great thing. On, th- on Thursday, we, we've we got to continue this conversation because there's a couple of things that I think, like, all right, our community, all right, our kids, hood kids, poor kids, their condition, because I'm a firm believer, like, I I don't ever believe lesser of like, I, people are people and they become what they were groomed or not groomed to be. And there's a lot of trauma yeah. in people yeah. that because of the, like you said about that kind of self-hatred type stuff PTSD, that happens, yeah. that like those people, they at the lowest rung anyway in society really don't care. So they easy to go with the personal responsibility you should do better instead of caring about the whole woman <coughs> of of, of a see, child. Here's
0: the here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We're at the the start. We all have we all have mental health issues, mm-hmm. all of us. Just from how we were culturally brought into this country. Mm-hmm. So we have mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And to to I think that's where a conversation of reparations should start is helping us get back mentally where we need to be. Where we need to be. All right, we're going to have to wrap it up for today.
1: Yep. I want to thank my cousin Roy Levy. All right. All right. Big Bryce. Thanks. We're going to keep this going and we're going to continue this on Thursday. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in to People Talk. We appreciate you.